Section 20 of The Art of Bookbinding, a Practical Treatise. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Casper. The Art of Bookbinding by Joseph William Zainsdorf. Chapter 23, Finishing, Part 3. The edges of the boards and the headbands must be finished either in gold or blind, according to fancy, but in keeping with the rest of the embellishment. A fine line worked on the center of the edge of the board by means of a fillet looks better, and of course requires more pains than simply running a roll over it. If it is to be in gold, simply glaring the edge is sufficient. Lay on the gold and work the fillet carefully. Place the book on its ends in the finishing press to keep it steady, or it will shake and throw the fillet off. If a roll is used, take the gold up on the roll, but grease it first a little, by rubbing the gold rag over the edge to make the gold adhere. Then run the roll along the edge of the boards. The roll generally used for this purpose is called a bar roll, that is, one having a series of lines running at right angles with the edge of the roll. Imitation morocco is generally used for publishers' bindings, where books are in large numbers and small in price, and the finishing is all done with the blocking press. To finish this leather by hand, it is advisable to wash it with paste water and glare twice. Roan is generally used for circulating library work, and is very seldom finished with more than a few lines and the title across the back. This leather is prepared with paste wash and glare, and, when complete, varnished over the whole surface. Inlaid work. Inlaid, or mosaic work, is used only in the higher branches of bookbinding. Formerly, books were not inlaid, but printed with various colors. Grolier used a great deal of black, white, and green. Mr. Tuckett, the late binder to the British Museum, took out a patent for extracting one color from leather and substituting another by chemical action. This method, however, was in use and known long before he turned his attention to the subject, although he improved greatly upon the old practice. As the patent has long expired, it may not be out of place to give an extract from the specification. Take dark chocolate color, and after the design has been traced thereon, it is then to be picked out and penciled in with suitable chemicals, say diluted nitric acid. This will change the chocolate, leaving the design a bright red on a chocolate ground. But to lay on the various colors with leather is no doubt by far the better plan. Paint has a tendency in time to crack, and if acids are used, they will, to a certain extent, rot or destroy the leather, but if leather is used, it will always retain both color and texture. To choose the proper colors that will harmonize with the ground, give tone, and produce a pleasing effect, requires a certain amount of study. Morocco is the leather generally used, but in Vienna calf has been used with very good results. If the pattern to be inlaid is very small, steel punches of the exact shape of the tools are used to punch or cut out the patterns required. To do this, work the pattern in blind on the side of the book. Take morocco of a different color to the ground it is required to decorate, and pare it down as thin as possible. 
lay it on a slab of lead. Lead is better than anything else on account of its softness. The marks made by the punch can always be beaten out again, and when quite used up it may be remelted and run out anew. Now take the steel punch of an exact facsimile of the tool used that is to be inlaid, and punch out from the leather the required number. These are to be pasted and laid very carefully on the exact spot made by the blind tooling. Press each down well into the leather, either with a folding stick or the fingers, so that it adheres properly. When dry, the book should be pressed between polished plates, in order that the pieces that have been laid on may be pressed well into the ground leather. When it has been pressed, the whole of the leather must be prepared as for Morocco, and finished in gold. The tools, in the working, will hide all the edges of the various inlaid pieces, provided they are laid on exactly. If interlacing bands are to be of various colors, the bands must be cut out. Pare the leather thin, and after working the pattern through the paper onto the sides of the book, lay it on the thinly pared leather. With a very sharp and pointed knife, cut through the paper and leather together on a soft board, or the design may be worked or drawn on a thin board, and the various bands cut out of the board as patterns. Lay these on the thin leather, and cut round them. Keep these board templates for any future use of the same patterns. The various pieces are to be well pasted, carefully adjusted in their places, and well rubbed down. The leather is then to be prepared and worked off in gold. Another method is to work the pattern in blind on the sides. Pare the morocco thin, and while damp, place it upon the portion of the pattern to be inlaid, and press it well with the fingers, so that the design is impressed into it. Lay the leather carefully on some soft board, and cut round the lines made visible by the pressure with a very sharp knife. When cut out, paste and lay them on the book and prepare as before, and finish in gold. I do not recommend this last method as being of much value. I give it only because it is sometimes chosen, but for any good work where accuracy is required, either of the plans previously mentioned are to be preferred. The Viennese work their calf in quite a different manner, in fact in the same way that the cabinet makers inlay their woodwork, with a very sharp and thin knife, they cut right through two leathers laid the one on the other. The bottom one is then lifted out and replaced by the top one. By this method, the one fits exactly into the other, so that, if properly done, the junctions are so neatly made that no finishing is required to cover the line where the two colors meet. The frontispiece to this treatise is a copy of a book bound by my father, for one of the exhibitions. The ground is of red morocco, inlaid with green, brown, and black morocco. The pattern may be called Renaissance. The inside of the boards are grolier, inlaid as elaborately as the outside. Seven months' labor was expended on the outside decoration of this volume. Porous. Calf, as before described, requires more and different preparation than morocco, on account of its soft, absorbing nature. As a foundation or groundwork, paste of different degrees of strength is used, according to the various work required. 
Calf books have generally a Morocco lettering piece of a different color to the calf on the back for the title. This is, however, optional, and may or may not be used according to taste. Leather lettering pieces have a great tendency to peel off, especially if the book be exposed to a hot atmosphere, or if the paste has been badly made, so that it is perhaps better if the calf itself be lettered. There is no doubt that a better effect is produced in a bookcase when a good assortment of colored lettering pieces are placed on the variously colored backs, and the titles can be more easily read than if they were upon light or sprinkled calf. But where wear and tear have to be studied, as in public libraries, a volume should not have any lettering pieces. All such books should be lettered on their natural ground. For lettering pieces, take morocco of any color, according to fancy, and having wetted it to facilitate the work, pare it down as thin and as evenly as possible. Cut it to size of the panel or space it is intended to fit. When cut truly, pare the edges all around, paste it well, put it on the place, and rub it well down. Footnote. Other leathers are often used instead of morocco, even paper. In fact, especially prepared paper is largely sold in Germany for this purpose. End footnote. Should the book require two pieces, or one for the title and one for the volume or contents, it is better to vary the colors. I must caution the workman not to allow the leather to come over onto the joint, as by the frequent opening or moving of the boards the edge of the leather will become loose. A very good plan as a substitute for lettering pieces is to color the calf, either dark brown or black, thus saving the leather at the expense of a little more time. When the lettering pieces are dry, mark the back, head and tail, for the pallets or other tools with a folding stick. Apply with a brush paste all over the back. With a thick folding stick, or with the handle of an old toothbrush, which is better, rub the paste into the back. Before it has time to dry, take the overplus off with a rather hard sponge dipped in thin paste water. The learner will perhaps wonder why paste of full strength should be used for the back, and only paste water for the sides. The reason is that through the stretching of the leather over the back in covering, the pores are more open and consequently require more filling up to make a firm ground. Much depends upon the groundwork being properly applied, and a general caution with regard to the working in general may not be here amiss. Finishing, above all other departments, demands perfect cleanliness. A book may have the most graceful designs, the tools be worked perfectly and clearly, but be spoiled by having a dirty appearance. See that everything is clean, the paste-water, size, glare, sponges, and brushes. Do not lay any gold on until the preparation be perfectly dry, or the gold will adhere and cause a dirty yellow stain when wiped off. Should the calf book be intended to have only a pallet alongside the bands, it is only necessary, when the paste wash is quite dry, to glare that portion which is to be gilt. This is usually done with a camel's hair brush by laying on two coats. When dry, cut the gold into strips, and take one up on the palette and work it on the calf. This is what is termed calf neat. The band on each side is gilt, leaving the rest of the leather in its natural state. 
Some binders polish their backs instead of leaving them dead or dull. This, however, is entirely according to taste, whether so large a space be left polished only. Full gilt back. Run up. Make a mark up the back on both sides, a little away from the joint, with a folder and straight edge. Put on lettering piece. When dry, paste and paste wash the back. When again dry, take some of Young's patent size, melt it in a pipkin with a little water, and apply it with a sponge. Lay this on very evenly, with a very soft sponge, and be particular that it is perfectly clean, so that no stains be left. When the size is done with, put it to one side for future use. This size should not be taken its full strength, and when warmed again, some more water should be added to make up for evaporation. When the coat of size has dried, apply two coats of glare. The first must be dry before the second is applied, and great care must be taken that the sponge is not passed over the same place twice, or the previous preparation will be taken off. It is now ready for finishing. Cut the gold to the proper size. Rub a little lard over the whole of the back with a little cotton wool. This requires great attention. Very little must be put on light or green calf, as these colors are stained very readily. Take the gold up on a cotton pad, lay it carefully down on the back, breathe on the gold, and press down again. If there be any places where the gold is broken, they must be mended. Now take a two-line fillet, heat it so that it hisses when placed in the cooling pan or the saucer with the wet rag in it, and run it the whole length of the back on the line made before paste washing. Do this on both sides, and rub the gold off with the gold rag up to the line on the outside. Take a two-line pallet and work it on each side of the bands. Work the Morocco lettering piece last, as it requires less heat. The center piece of each panel must now be worked. Impress the tools firmly but quickly. The corner tools next. Work them from the center or the sides, using the right-hand corners as a guide, and judging the distance by the left ones. The press must be turned when it is required to bring the left side to the right hand in working the corners. The requisite pallets may now be worked to finish the book head and tail. As a rule, these are worked when the two-line pallet is imprinted. Calf requires very quick working. The tools should not be held over the various places too long, or the heat will destroy the adherent properties of the albumen. With Morocco, time does not signify so much, as the heat used is not so great. Mitered back must be prepared the same way as for run-up back, and the mitering is to be done as explained in working Morocco. As before stated, this is superior work and requires more skill. It takes longer, but looks much better. Each panel should be an exact facsimile of the rest. If the tools do not occupy precisely similar places in each panel, the result will be very unsatisfactory and an evidence of a want of skill. When the backs are finished, rub the gold off with the gold rag, and clear off any residue with the India rubber. Be very careful that every particle of the surplus gold be cleaned off, or the delicate lines of the ornaments will be obscure and ragged in appearance. The book is now ready for lettering. 
set the type up in the case and work it carefully in a perfectly straight line over the back. The whole of the back is now to be polished with the polishing iron, which must be perfectly clean and bright before it is used. Prepare a board from an old calf binding by rubbing some fine emery or charcoal and lard over the leather side of it. By rubbing the iron over this prepared surface, it will acquire a bright polish. It must be used over the back by holding it lightly and giving it an oblong circular motion. Go over every portion of the back with very even pressure, so that no part may be made more glossy than another. The polishing iron should be used rather warmer than the tools. If the iron be too hot, the glare will turn white. If too cold, the polish will be dull. The grease upon the leather will be quite sufficient to make the polisher glide easily over the surface, but the operation must be rapidly and evenly done. All light and green calf require less heat than any other kinds. These will turn black if the iron be in the least degree too hot. It is in finishing the sides that the workman can show his good taste and skill. The sides should always be in keeping with the back, or, more strictly speaking, the back should be in keeping with the sides. Before the sides can be finished, the inside of the boards must occupy our attention. With a run-up back, the edge of the leather round the end papers is to be worked either in blind or have a roll round it in gold. In any case, it should be paste-washed. If for blind, the roll is to be heated and worked round it. If for gold, it must be glared twice. The gold, cut into strips, is to be taken up on the roll and worked, and the overplus taken off with the gold rag as before directed. Extra work, such as mitred work, should have some lines or other neat design impressed. Paste wash the leather, and when dry, glare twice. When again dry, lay the gold all round, and work the roll or other fillets, or such other tool that may be in keeping with the exterior work. When the gold has been wiped off, the leather should be polished with the polishing iron. The outside must now be finished. Are the sides to be polished or left plain? If they are not to be polished, paste wash the whole of the side up to the edge of the back carefully, then glare only that portion which is to be gilt. Generally a two-line fillet only is used round the edge, so that the width of the fillet or roll must determine the width to be glared. When glared twice and dry, take up the gold on the fillet or roll and work it evenly and straightly round the edge. The corners where the lines meet are next to be stopped by working a small rosette or a small star on them. Clean off any gold that may be on the side, and work a small dotted or pinhead roll at the edge of the glare. This will cover and conceal the edge. Extra calf books generally have the sides polished. Paste wash the sides all over, and when dry, size them. Hold the book, if small, in the left hand. If large, lay it on the press, and work the sponge over the side in a circular direction, so that the size may be laid on as evenly as possible. Be very careful that it does not froth. Should it do so, squeeze the sponge out as dry as possible, and fill it anew with fresh size. Some workmen work the sponge up and down the book, but if this be not done very evenly, it produces streaks. 
the finisher will find he can lay a more even coating on by using the sponge in a circular direction. Allow this to dry by leaving the book with the boards extended. When perfectly dry, glare once. This will be found sufficient, as the size gives body to the glare. When sizing and glaring, be assured that the book be laid down with the boards extended on a level surface. If the book be not level, the size or glare will run down to the lowest portion of the surface and become unequally distributed. The gold is now to be laid on the respective places, either broad or narrow, according to the nature of the finishing or width of the rolls. As a general rule, the sides of the better class of calf books have nothing more than a three-line round the edge and mitered in the corners. This is, however, quite a matter of taste. Some have a border of fancy rolls, but never any elaborate pattern as in Morocco work. To finish the sides, place the book in the finishing press with the boards extended so that they may rest on the press. This will afford greater facility for working the fillets, rolls, and tools necessary to complete the design on each side. The finishing press, being a small one, can be easily turned round as each edge of the border is finished. To polish the sides, place the book on its side on some soft surface, such as a board covered with baize, and kept for the purpose. Use the large and heavy polishing iron, hot and clean. Rub or work the iron quickly and firmly over the sides, first from the groove towards the foredge, and then in a contrary direction, from the tail to the head, by turning the volume. The oil or grease applied to the cover previous to laying on the gold will be sufficient to allow the polisher to glide easily over the surface. Polishing also has the effect of smoothing down the burr formed on the leather by the gilding tools, and bringing the impressions slightly to the surface. The iron must be held very evenly, so that the center of the iron may be the working position. If held sideways, the edge of the iron will indent the leather. The heat must be sufficient to give a polish. It must be remembered that if the iron is too hot, it will cause the glare to turn white. The temperature must be well tested before it be applied to the cover. A practiced finisher can generally tell the proper heat on holding the iron at some little distance from his face by the heat radiated from the iron. Calf books should be pressed whether polished or not. End of section 20